episode number 154 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of The Unstuck Method and The Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz. I'm the mother of four children. I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I can't believe it's only been a week since I published my last episode, because in a way, it feels like a year. So much has happened, and I honestly feel like I have so much to share with you that I could easily create a podcast episode a day for the next year and still have more to say. But before I go into this week's episode, I would like to dedicate this episode. I typically don't dedicate my podcast episodes, but I'm feeling really compelled to do so today. I would like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Steve Ravitz, who passed away exactly one week ago, and he died from COVID-19. Steve Ravitz was known in the community that I come from, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, as the owner of six ShopRite supermarkets, the supermarket that I used to shop at when I lived there. He also happened to be the father of Sean Ravitz, with whom I went to and graduated high school. Steve was a pillar in the South Jersey community, and he was known for his philanthropy. His family foundation has donated millions of dollars both locally and internationally. Steve was just known as a person who not only gave, but he enjoyed the giving that he was able to do. When I first moved to Israel over 11 years ago, I worked as a fundraiser for the educational center on my kibbutz, which, by the way, I wasn't really very good at. But one thing I'll never forget was that Steve was the first person to offer us financial support. I'll never forget that night when I offered a parlor meeting at the home of Sean and Debbie and him handing me a check at the end of the night saying that it was his honor and privilege to be able to give. Now, while I don't know Steve very personally, I know that he was someone who took unrelenting action in his work because that's what people who become successful do. They take action. They don't just sit on the sidelines. They walk the talk and they do what they preach. And so I'm dedicating this episode to Steve. Sean and Debbie, may your entire family be comforted during this tragic time. And Steve, may you rest in peace. Okay, my friends, so let's talk about unrelenting action. So living deliberately is about having clarity on what it is you want to create in your life and then getting unstuck from any obstacles that may be in your way, getting clear, and deciding who it is you are going to be while you're on that path 
towards creating whatever it is you want to create. And then, of course, taking the steps to manifest that. So it looks like this. Decide what you want to create and then create it. That's the simple formula. And that's truly how it works. And when I say it that way, so simply, it sounds really easy, right? Like decide what you want and then go for it. And it also makes it sound as if what you are creating is the only thing you really need to be focusing on, right? Like the end goal. But what I want to explore with you today is both how this process is not necessarily meant to be easy. And the process is not just about focusing on the end goal. I happen to think that many people believe if you find the key to success or if you find the tools that you've always been looking for, success will be easy to come by. But my friends, that is not the truth. And it's so important to me that I emphasize that to you. This work that we're doing of living deliberately is not easy. I never said it was, and I'll never say it will be. I actually don't even think it's meant to be easy, because if it were easy, we wouldn't be challenged as human beings. And if we're not challenged, then really, what's the point of our existence? I actually believe that it's the challenge that is the exciting part of this process, even when the challenge is hard. Because it's within the challenge that we learn more about ourselves and our tendencies and how we can overcome our minds in order to achieve whatever it is we want in the world. I call the unstuck method the five simple steps, not the five easy steps. And the book I'm writing now, Getting Clear, it's also the five simple steps to the clear way, not the five easy steps. This work is not easy, my friends. You honestly have to accept that from the get-go. The results it provides are outstanding and amazing and life-changing, but you have to do a lot of not-so-easy work to get to the other side. That being said, the more you do this work on a consistent basis, I do believe the easier it gets because you strengthen your mind. But if you're getting unstuck one day, and then getting clear maybe a month later, and then you're getting unstuck again a few weeks later, well, you can liken this to exercise. Your body will get stronger the more you do it. If you do yoga, your body will become more flexible the more often you practice. Even if you take a day off, at least for me, I can feel the effects. It's the same thing going on with your mind. If you do these exercises, if you implement my tools, you will strengthen your mind and things will become easier. But there will always be a struggle for sure. I call this unrelenting action. In other words, you decide what it is you want to create and then you don't yield in strength or severity or determination once you set your goal. You just keep taking action. Let's take an example to make this a little bit more understandable. Let's say you are looking to create a loving relationship with someone in your life. Just plug in whoever that person is. Maybe it's a spouse or a child or a parent or an in-law. But let's say you have decided that you are very clear about this, that you want to create that kind of relationship. 
let's say you don't have that relationship right now. Let's say on a scale from one to 10, that relationship is like a three or a four. Let's say you have a lot of complaints about that other person, how they talk, how they act, how they don't act, how they dress, how they eat, everything. There's just so much about that person that you just don't like. But you also don't want to be in such a relationship right now because being in the relationship as it is doesn't feel great. And so you have two choices, to leave the relationship or to take responsibility in creating the relationship that you actually want to be in. Great. So that's the first step. Once you step into creating that, you are going to be met with resistance. Lots of resistance. You are going to find resistance in your lower mind. Your lower mind is going to be screaming out to you like, don't make the effort. The other person isn't worth it. You can't always be the person making the effort, right? Or he's not worth your energy and on and on. Whatever it is that you want to create, you're going to face resistance. Your lower brain doesn't want you to experience any sort of discomfort or pain. And what you are going to take your brain through is discomfort and pain. So it's going to yell at you to stop. And when this happens, you have a choice, either to stop taking unrelenting action or to continue taking unrelenting action, no matter what your lower brain is telling you. In other words, you already made a choice, right? You decided what it is that you want to create in your life. So no matter what your lower brain is telling you, you can use your upper brain to continue taking unrelenting action no matter what your lower brain is telling you because you decided that that's what you want. You already decided it. Now you just need to do it. But in addition to your lower brain, you're going to be met with other pieces of resistance. Maybe the other person is going to do something that bothers you. Maybe that something was small, or maybe that person crossed a boundary. So here you are again at a crossroads. You can choose to stop creating what you set out to create, or you can continue taking unrelenting action. You may need to get yourself unstuck. You may need to allow yourself to feel difficult emotions. You may need to get clear again. You may need to have a conversation with that person. This is the work, my friends. And in every moment, you get to choose whether you do that or whether you don't. Another point of resistance that you may notice along the way is that you are going to find yourself acting on default. So if you are used to being full of resentment towards this person, the truth of the matter is, even if you commit to being loving, you may find yourself acting in a way That's not in alignment with someone who is loving because you're simply not used to being that new person. It may feel really, really, really strange to you to be loving towards someone that you haven't practiced being loving towards in a long time or maybe even ever. And so forget that the other person may do something to trigger you. You may find yourself independent of that other person staying in your old ways Because maybe you've labeled yourself as one kind of person. And if you believe that you are that one kind of person, it might be difficult for you to envision yourself any other way. 
That's totally normal and to be expected because change takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But what it always comes down to is that you have a choice to stop being on that path or to continue onwards. This work is not easy, my friends. It requires taking unrelenting action. In addition to what I already mentioned, other things that you will face when looking to create new things in your life may be things like facing rejection and failure and fear and even disbelief in your abilities. I have never met a person who set out to creating something, whether that's weight loss or a successful company or an extraordinary relationship or anything else, and they didn't face uncomfortable emotions like fear and rejection, and they didn't face things like failure. Of course they did. In fact, they had to. All of that is part of this equation. If you think of the Living Deliberately flowchart, it doesn't go from what do you want to create immediately to creating that thing. It takes you through two tools, getting unstuck and getting clear, which are both really hard work. And you're going to be faced with this hard work every single day. And every single day you have a choice. And this is one of the reasons I created my online group program called The Journey, to create a community of people who are doing this work and to be able to support each other as we go through our individual journeys, because it's not easy. Last week, one of my kids decided he wanted to learn how to dribble a basketball between his legs like the professionals. It was a great thing that he wanted to create. I was so proud of him for thinking about it. So I took him outside and I showed him a YouTube video that taught kids how to learn this dribbling technique in a simple way until they could build up to become better and better. So he tried it once and then he tried it a second time and then he tried it a third time, but he couldn't get the ball through his leg and catch it on the other side. And after about five tries, he gave up. He said, I can't do it. It's too hard. And he just started walking away, like just like that. He was so excited about his idea. And then after a few tries, he gave up. And I called to him and I said, wait a minute, that's it? (laughs) That's the effort you're going to give? Didn't you realize it's going to be hard? What did you think it was going to be easy? I really thought that he thought it was going to be easy. And I explained to him that he would have to take unrelenting action, and not just today, but tomorrow and the next day and every single day that he tries to do this until he gets it. And that what he wants, it's not going to happen overnight just because he wished it. It might not even happen over a week or over a month, but slowly over time with consistent effort, it will. And so he came back and he gave it a few more tries And he was able to get the ball through his legs. And he was kind of happy. And we went outside together the next morning, and he was able to get the ball through his legs twice. On the third day, he got up to nine. And he's continuing to practice. And it's getting easier for him, for sure. It's not like the first day, which was like totally new territory for him. And, you know, where he was like starting an uphill battle. 
At this point, he's built up a little bit more confidence. He's already in the flow and he knows that he's going to fail sometimes and he knows he's not going to be perfect every time. And he knows he might not get much higher than a nine or a 10, but he keeps trying. That's unrelenting action. He keeps showing up no matter what. And that's hard work because he's transforming into a non-dribbler to becoming a dribbler. He never used to do this before. Most of his friends can do this. He always saw himself as someone who just couldn't And he accepted that about himself. And so now he's trying to recreate himself and he's being faced with tons of resistance. But that's the point. It's the resistance and the getting unstuck and the getting clear that is the awesome part of this work. It's not just about being able to dribble flawlessly. It's not just about getting to the end goal. It's about all the attempts and all of the quote-unquote failures. I don't like to use the word failure, but we'll use that word for now. And it's about learning about yourself during the process. The truth is, I can tell you this is exactly what my approach is with the work I do in the world. For the last five years or so, I've been taking unrelenting action. Is everything I do in my work a success? No. Is every workshop and every course I create perfect? No, not even close. Have I ever offered something to the world and no one showed up? Yep. But I don't let rejection or failure stop me. I remind myself what it is that I want to create, which is an emotionally healthy world. And I keep at it no matter what. I put something out there. If it fails, I figure out how I can change it and I try it again. And I'll put it out there again. And if it's not exactly the best I can do, I try again. And if I put something out there and no one even responds, I try to figure out why. And then I tweak it and then I put it out there again. My friends, I'm constantly falling. You just don't necessarily see it. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm no different than any of you. The only difference maybe is that I am taking unrelenting action each and every day. I put myself out there, no matter what. I don't risk looking stupid. I don't risk rejection. And I don't risk failure. I just keep taking one step at a time in alignment with what it is I wanted to create. And slowly over time, things are manifesting. And by the way, it's not about taking aimless, unrelenting action. The actions you take should be dictated by the way that you chose to show up in the world, your way of being. And if you have no idea what I mean by this, please go back to episode 152 on getting clear. Because the truth of the matter is, the universe does reward actions, but it does that when the actions come from the person you are committing to being, not just taking any random action. Because believe me, I can take a lot of action. I am a doer. I can keep really busy in my life, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about action that's coming from the person that you are trying to become. This is what living deliberately is all about. I'll say it now and I'll say it again in the future. This is hard work. There is no question about it. 
But once you start on this path, once you build yourself up, once you become the person you are trying to become, I do believe it gets easier. My coach Esther once offered me an analogy with a snow mountain. When you're at the top of the mountain with your sled and you go down the first time, it's not necessarily going to be very fun because the tracks haven't been laid down yet and so you're not going to go very fast, so it'll be probably a little boring. But once you go down that same track over and over and over again, it's going to be so much easier going down and it's going to be so much more enjoyable. And that's really how I see this work. But you have to take unrelenting action to keep going up that hill and putting your sled down and going down no matter what the landscape looks like. The change will come over time, even with and despite the rejections and the failures and the fear. It's the only way to get from here to there. There really is no other way. And so when I think of successful people in my life, Mr. Ravitz was one of them, I know they endured a lot of obstacles along the way. The thing is, we just don't see it. When we see successful people, we think their success came easily or overnight. But I am confident it didn't. I'm confident it came from taking unrelenting action and taking risks and failing and getting back up on your feet again and taking unrelenting action again and facing your fears, facing your doubts, taking action anyway, every day, sustained action towards your goals. I believe it because I don't believe there's any other way towards living a deliberate life. Living a deliberate life doesn't mean being served life on a silver platter. It means deciding what it is you want to create today and going through the difficult emotions in order to get it. And it means realizing that the process or the journey is sometimes even more important than the end goal. Because if you're not enjoying the process, if you're not at least enjoying learning from the process that you're in, what is the point of trying to achieve that goal? Okay, my friends, I have three exciting things to share with you. Number one, I am leading an online Getting Unstuck workshop on Wednesday, April 22nd at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. This is going to be a small workshop where I will teach about the unstuck method and you will have the opportunity to workshop with me any stuck spot that you may be in right now. This is a great opportunity, especially for so many of us who are feeling difficult emotions at this time. So email me if you are interested to attend that workshop. Number two, if you would like to help other people get unstuck, I am opening my Getting Unstuck Coach Certification Program. This program is for anyone, whether you are in the helping profession or not. It's for anyone who is interested in learning how to help other people get unstuck. If you are interested in this program or would like more information, please email me. And finally, number three, my book, Getting Clear, is now in the hands of the editor. Woohoo! And I'm looking for a few folks who may be interested to be a part of the process of taking the book from where it is now to publication. 
that means basically helping me decide on the front book cover to reading the final manuscript before it goes to print and then sharing the news on Facebook with your friends and family. So if you'd like to be on my launch team, also please email me. My email is shira at shiragura.com. So that's it for today, my friends. We are still in the midst of this corona pandemic, and we will be for some time, I am afraid. What is it that you want to create during these days? What do you want to create for yourself? What do you want to create for your family? What do you want to create in the world? What is it that you want to create? And what does taking unrelenting action look like to you? Despite the fear, despite the possible rejections, despite the doubts, despite falling down, what does it look like to you to keep getting back up on your feet and taking action for you, for your family, for your community, maybe for your country, or maybe it's for the world? I would love to hear what it is that you are working on creating and what action it is that you are taking. Feel free to share with me your experiences in an email or in the Living Deliberately Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck, getting clear, and living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. See you next week.